The vivacious Tracy Daly is our guest today. Now this lady is a whirlwind of enthusiasm and her wealth of knowledge and extensive experience in the food and hospitality industry is sure to captivate you. And since a dot, I suppose food really has been a way of life for Tracy in every area. Food was the connection, the glue and the backbone. And today she is a food business coach and this progression was always meant to be. So we hear about Tracy's journey to this point, growing up in a B&B, which included the running of an award-winning Kilkenny cafe, to teaching students from around the globe in the famous Ballymaloo Cookery School to recipe testing and mentoring fellow food business owners. This award-winning entrepreneur now consults, mentors, guides, teaches and writes recipes, creates social media content, looks at operational systems, waste management and menu design, among other things. Now, this January, she has come together with other leaders of industry and academic expertise to devise and launch a pair of low-cost online events called atthepass.ie, targeted towards current needs of the hospitality, food and drink-related businesses who, let's face it, are having a tough time right now. Yeah, it's, it seems to be particularly built for people who are either closing a business or worrying as if they will close a business. It's kind of it's based on kind of psychology and support at how difficult that can be and how to kind of get through that or maybe even how to spring from that into something else I think yeah. it's really it's actually a very very honest very important thing important and empowering yeah, I think absolutely for sure so th- this was one of the huge topics we, we looked at really we looked at the current climate and the challenges of working in the food and hospitality industry right now and Tracy gave some really practical survival tips. So we speak about the strength of numbers and the importance of support for small business owners. And though this can be a really great and rewarding place to work, you know, how do we keep our momentum in tune and how do we keep focusing on them in the positive? So this is a really good chat for anyone who is either running right now or looking to even start a food business. Yeah, and actually Tracy's just so positive and uplifting. It's a really good chat for everybody in general. So, without further ado, here's the lady herself. Let's get cracking on the Tracy Daly experience, because that's what we're here for, like. <laughs> Do it for the brand. What are you calling this podcast? The Tracy Daly uh, Show. <laughs> were you, was that a genuine question? What the heck? Call <laughs> it whatever you want, the mad one. For the crack. <laughs> Tracy Daly, the mad one. Come here, for anyone who doesn't know Tracy Daly, like, they're missing out big time. Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking to you? You're so fabulous. I love that. You're who am I? Genuinely. Oh God, I'm I'm just a girl from Kikenny. Um I am myself, yeah. Ma- a mad joke from Kikenny. Very proud to be from Kikenny. Um uh food, food orientated. Jesus, food and business orientated. That's right. what I would say I am. And even within that, that's a massive umbrella. What the heck yeah. does that mean? That means a hell of a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you've been doing loads of stuff in food. It's not like you just kind of woke up this morning and decided you wanted to do <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you, Jolie. That's so nice. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Look at decades, decades. A lifelong, family-long investment. Grew up, grew up loving food. was yeah. just the way it was. It was very normal. I didn't know that. It wasn't so normal until I was mm. a teacher in the cookery school. And Jack, you know the cookery school. Like, what an amazing space. Huh? Did you teach when I did the course or did I meet you there as a teacher afterwards? Yeah, I would have met you coming in and out. You used to come and give talks to the students. Okay. Yeah. You and so we would actually teaching this fellow like No, I didn't have the privilege of that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but as a teacher, 
And Jack, you'll appreciate this as a teacher, getting to know all of the students, because it's such a diverse group of people in yeah. one space, isn't it? So 64 uh, different uh, people, different. And, and I stress that because you'd have a minimum of 11 nationalities on every course, yeah. which yeah. was so diverse and eclectic and wonderful. And mm. there are reasons for being there. They were so vast and varied. And yeah. through, through that, I got to know people and even understanding their journey of food and where it came from for them and what it meant for them. I used to sit there sometimes and go, Jesus, I, I think I'm incredibly lucky. And I wouldn't have known I was lucky. I just, for me, it was normal. And so that started to creep in where I started to fully appreciate, Jesus, I was very lucky. Like my mom was an amazing, is thankfully, she's still here, but my mom is an amazing cook and baker. She was both. And uh, we grew up in a house where my dad was a vet, so provenance. And even back then, that wasn't a word. But where the meat came from, who the farmer was, was really important because my dad feckin' knew everyone through mm -hmm. him being out on the road all the time. And so that was a beautiful piece uh, where we had whites butchers and we'd go to whites and it was, you know, really, really important where the meat came from and the cut of meat and all of this different thing. But for me, it was normal, but it wasn't until later in life I realized how influential all of those little bits were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, makes perfect, that makes perfect sense. And yeah, we just kind of like go along with whatever we're used to. And until somebody else points mm. out that it's a little bit different, like, I mean, I thought everybody grew up in pubs, but no, that was just me. Yes, it is. <laughs> grew up in pubs as well, but in a, in a different way. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you don't have beer tabs down the bottom of your bed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I currently live over a pub while I, I'm making my, my move, but my brother put a pub in our front room in Kilkenny. Yeah. yeah, it's terrific. So pub life is, it's a different beast in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Up around people and everything. But you yeah. were really happy as well yourself for a while, weren't you? Yes. Oh, a lovely story. Um, at least a part of it. Um, yes, I always had a dream. So after I went to Cotton Brewer Street, did hotel and catering management. And I remember the final, the night before my final exam, it was the day before my final exam, which was hospitality law. I met a girl in the library on the staircase. So we had a whisper conversation. She was a girl from Kilkenny and I knew her. And she had just, she was just finishing her certificate in chefing. And I was finishing um, uh, hotel and cater management. So there we are whispering. I said, Trish, what are you up to next? She said, oh, I'm off down to Ballymaloo. And I was like, what, what are you doing there? She said, a certificate in chefing. And I said, but you've just done one. I don't understand. And I was so perplexed by this. Mm -hmm. I said, but I don't understand. She goes, but Tracy, it's three months intensive on a hundred acre organic farm and it's fully food. And so my final year in college, we weren't in the kitchens. But for the first three years in college, we were in the kitchens as part of the curriculum. And in that moment, I went, oh, my God, I've missed being in the kitchen. That was it. That, that's, that's been the missing link. And I couldn't put my finger on it. Why my final year wasn't as much fun as every other year. And so in that moment, I went, Trish, tell me more. So we had a couple of minutes chat. I literally, the Internet was around at this time, thankfully, went upstairs to the, the computer room. Um, went online, Googled it. Uh, I don't know if Google was the right word, but I, I looked it up and um, I just read about it. I went, Jesus, Jesus, this is it. This is this is what I need in my life. So I rang my big sister, Lorraine, and I said, just trust me. Just give me your credit card details. I'll talk to you in three days. <laughs> trust me. And literally that was it. She was like, okay, Trey, no worries. Uh, lovely sister, Lorraine. And uh, so did all of that, sent it off, went about my business, did finish my exams. 
came back and so grew up in a family, many family businesses, but we had a bed and breakfast. So came back to Kilkenny and uh, literally worked for eight months without a day off and uh, put myself through Ballymaloe Cookery School. And that was really where the teachings of my mother who was huge influence she she would every sunday let me loose in the kitchen and say make anything you want do whatever you want just have fun and literally that was it so i'm i'm second youngest of seven so there was a lot of people to get out of that kitchen so i could get into the kitchen um and so i grew up with that grew up with her uh went to college realized there was a missing link and then went down to ballymloe and went jesus christ this is savage this is it now this is it yeah god it's really really kind of shaped your career from then so hasn't it Oh, and even from that point, I always knew, and I probably, when I was in Ballymaloe, I knew that cafe, a cafe was in my life. It had to be. I had to bring everything together to make this cafe. So was uh, a student in Ballymaloe in 2003 for three months and then went off, worked in a kitchen uh, as a chef, then came back to Ballymaloe for a year as a trainee teacher with the girl I met on the staircase in Cottleborough Street who influenced my every decision. Uh, we ended up doing the course together and then we ended up living together in a cottage, Eileen's cottage, Jack, on yeah. the farm, at the back end of the farm. And we were trainee teachers for a year. Then I went off to Australia and I literally woke up after probably 10 months of being in Australia uh, because I had started my sponsorship. And I just said, you made a promise to yourself. You you told yourself you would open a cafe. If you stay in Australia, you will never follow through on that. So either you cop the fuck on and you do this or you stay here for life. So I literally had this call call to Jesus moment. And I went, that's it. I'm going back to Ireland. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I, I made myself a promise. And so came back to Ireland and uh, put together a plan, a business plan and brought to life the cafe. And my sister moved down from Dublin. She always wanted to come back to Kilkenny. So this was a great excuse for her to do that. And so we opened up the Two Dames Coffee Boutique. Phenomenal. We were ahead of ourselves. That's always going to be a problem in business. If you're ahead of the curve, then you have to wait for them to catch up with you. So in many respects, we were we were funky, off the walls, new to Kilkenny, high-end casual dining, niche. We were all these things that really brave and bold and ballsy that's what i would say the three b's yeah brave bold and ballsy that's amazing yeah um just quickly before we go into the cafe i just want to ask one more thing about bali malu there what do you think is like so influential and inspirational about that place if you could kind of sum it up in one or two words like what's the, what what is that secret sauce that gets us all so excited about bali malu um, for me, it's that technique driven, as in you're learning so many techniques on a daily basis that it will stand to you for every day going forward. So if food is your thing, there's many things, Jolene, it's actually hard. And even Jack, if I was to ask you, I'm sure your answer would be a little different. It's technique driven. So that's that professional aspect to it that I wanted. I really craved that. So the different cuisines and then meeting the producers and then collecting the food from the farm, bringing it up to cook it. It, it, it There's so much to it, Jolene. Jack, mm. what would you say? I'd say that there's almost no theoretical is the thing that I think is mad about Ballymaloo. Like there's really nothing you learn that isn't in practice. Yeah, I love that. So so Darina definitely has an approach of like, if we're going to teach people how a dairy works, we need to have a dairy. If we're going to teach oh. people how to So it's like absolutely everything. And what happens then after so many years and continuing to do so is that there's very little theoretical left. 
everything is in practice mm. so as you're learning it you're not learning well look we're at school now so we can't actually have yeah. this but this is how this would work mm. if we were a little bit bigger or whatever it's like no even yeah. if it's a massive loss leader for the whole business we have a dairy that every day makes yogurt and cheese and you know yeah so for me that's what I thought was amazing about it is that there isn't really anything theoretical it's all practical so yeah. it's visible right there in front of you you know yeah yeah it's powerful it's so powerful yeah and as you said as well about the the diversity I would say that very few people go through the course and don't end up working in food mm. and I would say very few people do the course and end up being chefs yeah I would so say it's a more like that actually like a lot of people work in food but not necessarily it's a chef I'd say a lot of people chef for periods and help working in designing kitchens and have to but it's it opens your mind to realize that working in food isn't just putting mm. your hands in and preparing it. Yeah. I'd say most people do end up in some kind of physical, like I don't think it breeds a load of food marketers or a load of food factory owners or, mm. you know, it definitely pushes people the right turn at the right mm. moment when you could end up going the other way. Yeah. And I love food and I love feeding and I have a great attitude towards hospitality. So I'm going to go get a job for McDonald's designing how their restaurants look. Mm. Or I go to Bally and I realize that's incredibly unsatisfying and not good. I'm going to go into this other direction, you know? Yeah. So it definitely catches people at their moment of interest in something and reminds them that a lot of it isn't good. Mm. But a lot of it is really, really good. And also no more of this kind of like, uh, it doesn't work to use the best ingredients or it, there isn't an option was always yeah. the message that you're kind of given like you know yeah there's a bad way to do something and there's the right way to do something yeah. um and it, yeah, I find that it does catch people just at that moment where you might lose sight of it and I think that's everything Jack because oh, yeah. it's yeah. value driven it's value yeah. driven they they stand behind the values they speak the values they live the values they breathe the values they eat the values and that 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 is very difficult for people to come across in other parts of their world. Yeah, yeah. It's that alignment piece, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's very honest. Like, you know, there's there's no wool over your eyes. There's no mm. kind of secrets. Like, it is actually very much working in the way that it's being taught, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's intensive for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, you got out the other side of it. <laughs> I got out the other side. We know something good. Come here, yeah. tell us cafe it was up and down oh look no it was fabulous jolene it was fabulous it increased month on month year on year for four years and definitely the last eight months of trading that's when the recession uh really hit 2011 uh was one of the darkest years in respect to that recession so prior to that we built we built but that was the thing I loved about business now. So I was the chef. So I was full time in the kitchen. I did. We opened up a bakery. We did bespoke cakes. We 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 made wedding cake. I made wedding cakes um, and we did all of those wonderful things. Um, and so I was always looking at the market. What else can we do and what can we do really well? And how can we bring bums on seats? Because we were quite small, 25 seats. And so looking at that takeaway menu, looking at that sit-in menu. And we were lucky we had a bit of a catchment area. So John Street 
where I'm from, born, bred and buttered, John Street girl, um, wasn't, it's not heavy on football. <clears throat> However, there was lots of daytime offices uh, that a lot of people wouldn't have realised were there. So we were brilliant in that respect. Um, and we created such a following. It was absolutely terrific. Um, I had opportunities. I was asked to be a concession store in in two massive businesses in Kilkenny that are still here that have weathered every storm and have gone from strength to strength. People used to knock on the door. They were amazed by what we did. The quality was there. We were quality driven, freshness driven. Um, and so it was phenomenal, phenomenal. I loved it. I, I married it. It was my baby. And because mm. it, and there's another story for that passion. You need to take passion out of business and put your business hat on. And that would be a change that I would probably make. <clears throat> and that's what I would try and direct now when I'm dealing with my own clients is try and steer them in that direction. But the last eight months of trading, so say the last, those first two months of the eight months, I kind of went, oh, holy shit. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. I see a big change now. We can't, mm. we can't do this. And so watch it for the two months. Huh? This was the recessional change that you were seeing. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Jolene. People were bleeding on the streets, you know, as in their heart. They were wearing their hearts on their sleeve. Every, you could feel the pain in their faces. Everyone, everyone, the pinch was serious. The pinch was real. And it was affecting everything. The mood uh, everywhere. The mood in the cafe. The mood of our, our amazing um, customers and that was a thing our customers were our family they were mm. so important they were so much more um, than sometimes people can realize if you don't take a moment to understand what that means and I remember one stage going into the cafe because my bakery was behind the cafe on John Street and I remember going in and um, <clears throat> because we were niche we were you know a little bit different in a sense so our customers were a little bit different um, and I remember being stopped by a family one day in the cafe and they just said look I'm so sorry that we can't come in as often as we used to. And I know that's probably hurting your business, but there's nothing we can do at the minute. And I will never forget what that felt like, how brave of them to say that, how they, how much they loved us. Like there was so much packed into that. And even for me just to be able to um, be in that moment and to understand that the, the, the decline of the business was really out of my hands there wasn't a whole lot more I could do. The size of my business was was too small. So footfall dropped, minimum spend per head dropped. And for such a small business, that was dramatic, dramatic. And so the decision was made. I'll never forget it. I, uh, the moment of realization, I was in my bakery and I literally was crying. Like I've written it down. I was hegging. I'll never forget it. Because when you go back into that, you feel it as if it is in this moment now. And so I literally fell to the ground onto the tiled floor and my big brother who lives in Canada, Kelvin, uh, was beside me and he didn't know what to do with me. So he just sat with me and he said, it's going to be OK. What has to happen? And in that moment, I knew I was like, we can't keep this going. We can't we can't keep her alive anymore. So she the two dames coffee boutique. She was a she she was a girl for whatever reason. <clears throat> and so decisions had to be made around her welfare and for the better of the business and the better of us that mm. tough decision had to be made and it mm. was it was grueling it was heartbreaking yeah mm. 
And so that was the end of the two days. But prior to that, we had awards being thrown at us. We had all these letters arrive. We had this recognition. It was like, what the heck? Who, who, who loves us? They love, they, oh Jesus, they're, 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 they're really, they're really well known. Who are they? And you're like, what the heck? This is amazing. So like the high points were truly magnificent, truly. Yeah, I would do it again. I would come out with the same result to do it again because I don't regret it. Yeah, amazing. And we're seeing those kind of challenges coming back into business today with this kind of like economic shift. But we might go back into that in, in a minute and, and mm. talk, talk about that. Mm. Yeah. Any other questions for you? Well, no, I want to know what happened. Like, what happened after that? Then, did you? Is that when you started teaching down in Ballymaluso, or was the teaching before the cafe? I think it was after, because I remember it being. Yeah, no, it was after. So after I did the course, I was a trainee teacher for a year, and I laugh at trainee. The word trainee, because Drina Allen doesn't have time for trainees. Drina Allen says, "Now, now, are you ready? Now, are you brilliant? Now, now." So as a trainee teacher, you're in the deep end, and if you don't swim. Hop, hop off the ship get off and so that's important because after I closed the two dames it takes a long time to close a business in yeah. many respects it's the the winding down takes months all of that and it's grueling and and ghastly and you don't want to go through it uh if at all possible but so that took months and months and months dealing with the equipment dealing with everything um and so then I actually went into a, a kitchen that's Michelin star kitchen I was pastry chef and amazing, brilliant experience because I realized then that never again, you can all go feck off now the last year in this ridiculously ugly culture driven kitchen. I'll never walk into one like it again. Um, and so I learned a lot. The training was exquisite. The education was outstanding, but the culture was horrific. And so left there knowing are now, lads, come on. Um, and then uh, the girl that I met in the library that I did the course with, that I was a trainee teacher with, rang me and she said, Tracy, Ballymaloo have an ad up for a teacher. Um, I think you should go for it. So my little ray of sunshine from all those years ago. And I went, OK, Trish. OK, OK. So I remember sending Flory an email and I hadn't met Flory because Flory wasn't part of my journey uh, through Ballymaloo when I was there. And so I, I, I actually thought Flory was a man. I didn't realize Flory was a woman. And that's how much I didn't know Flory. And now Flory's like one of my best friends. She's amazing. And so I emailed Flory and she picked up the phone. She goes, can you come down for an interview? And I was like, fucking interview? Are you joking? She didn't know me. Um, yeah. And look, at there's my ego. I'm like, are you joking me? Are you joking, lads? Where fucking I put in a year? I lived on the farm and everything. Nearly didn't leave the place. Uh, so I went down, met them, and they were like, absolutely, Tracy, come on back. So went back to the cookery school for the bones. Oh, my God. The bones are of six and a half, seven years, I think. Sometimes I say eight years because time flies when you live yeah. on a farm and, and work in East Cork uh, and work for Drina Allen. Time flies. Time flies. There isn't a minute. Um, yeah. So that's like how that. I went back to the cookery school. And I loved it. Teaching, teaching healed, healed a part of me. A hundred percent. Teaching for me is the most incredible gift that you can pass on knowledge and you can experience and watch people grow. Holy yeah. moly. That for me was stunning. And so that piece of being there was cathartic, I suppose. Yeah. 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 And where are we now? What year are we? So after seven and a half, seven, six and a half, seven but years. But you're, you're, you're yeah. now in that space with your kind of mentoring and your, your business coaching, aren't you? Did I'm, you move 
did you move from Ballymaloo Cookery School into your own business after that? Yeah, pretty much. So I took a couple of months. I did lots of different courses. So I trained as a, an executive and leadership coach. After I left Ballymaloo, I went on a journey. I was about to open up another cafe. So went to the bank. Like, I love my bank. Who says that? Um, I went to my bank manager, who's, who's a great guy. <laughs> and I just said, listen, I'm thinking of opening up another cafe. And he went, do it. Whatever you need. We're here. We're supporting you. We want you back. We need you back in Kilkenny. Do whatever you need to do. I'm like, this is amazing. So um, went about the whole process and went down to Blon at Bergen um, yeah. and did a full refresh. And while on the course with Blon at Bergen, oh, my God, I was actually in my element. I loved being in a classroom. I loved taking on that information. And literally, I was the, I was the nerdiest student. I didn't realize I was the nerdiest student you could ever come across. So I'm like, oh, Blon at Blon at Blon at Blon at and in the end, I used to have students coming up from the course saying, Tracy, would you get into consultancy? And I'm like, what would you would you mentor? Would you would you advise people? Because your experience is phenomenal. Your advice is brilliant. And I'm like, what? And honestly, I wasn't ready to hear that at that time. And so someone else came up to me on the course and said, look, you're going to say no, but you will say yes. And you're going to come down to my business in the west of Ireland because you're my missing link. And I'm like, what the heck? This is mad. And so I was still doing my business plan, bringing my business back to life. And then another another student, a fellow student, we were looking at their kitchen plans. And so I literally stood on the piece of paper on the ground. I stood in their kitchen plan. And I was like, sure, you don't need that. You don't need that. They're taking the piss out of you. How much is that? That's 70,000 euro. We've just saved you 70,000 euro. And so all of these little things were coming on. And I was like, Jesus, lads, so there's something here. I can help people. And when I, and that phrase is so important. I can help people. I went through what I went through for a second reason. I didn't go through it for no purpose or for no like life design. This is this is it. This is what I need to be. This is this is who I need to be. And yeah. even when I started to sit in that, I realized that the mindset piece, if your mindset does not match your business mission concept values, you're fucked. You're dying. You're going to die. Your business is going to fail. So I went off and trained as the executive business leadership coach. And I was in my element. I can't tell you how much personal enjoyment I took from that course, like a nerd sitting there going, unbelievable, unbelievable. Why haven't they taught me this sooner? This is outstanding. Oh, I'll apply that. Oh, sure. Every cafe owner needs to know this. And that's, that's the journey. So I created the girl I needed when I sat on the floor in that bakery, when I couldn't get back up on my feet. I've now developed her because I want to make sure that when, if people need to fall, I want to be able to be there to catch them and to give them the tools, techniques and skills in order to move on, to try something else, to carry on. But I also want to be there well in advance of that. I want to be that prevention person so that they don't have to go down that route. So yeah. that's that's my journey. That's why I am who I am today. Well, amazing. But where I want to know where we are at this moment in time was this. So that's what Tracy's doing now. She's doing. No, no, I know. When did that start? Uh, when was this course you did? Three. Oh, four, four years ago. Where are we? So, where am I? I'm three and a half years in business. 2019. 2019. Yeah. So it was Amazing. a private course, Kingstown College. That's who I studied with. It was a private course, and I just, yeah, it, it was the beginning of something very beautiful. 
Okay, so what's the job like at the moment? So tell us, like, who who are you working with and what, if you yeah. can do that. You know, so is it like kitchen design <laughs> part of it? Because there's a lot more to it as well, I think. There's a lot to it, Jack, and that's it. It's it's very hard to pinpoint what it is I do. So that's why I say I'm a food business coach. And then people go, what the heck does that mean? I'm a good question. So, okay, let me think. I'll take, think of one client, an amazing client and it's actually a small group of people it's a new client so 2023 is based around a small group of people and honestly they've blown me away they're absolutely phenomenal they're they're so rich in skill but i'm the glue who's going to bring little pieces together and so from um from a, a, a mindset shift and that's that's a huge part of this the coaching part of it they have the skills the tools the techniques but if we go a little bit deeper they're missing a couple of systems so from mindset how we speak to one another and also systems so decisions are made in a moment whereas decisions need to be backed up so when it comes to business you don't just make a decision in a moment there's procedures and processes so we need to look at insights we need to capture information before we delve a little bit quicker so this business is based around me incorporating systems at every level and even mindset systems how yeah. insane does that sound but if we don't learn how to communicate if we don't learn uh the words that we must use in order to achieve what we, it is we want to achieve well then we're always going to hit the same brick walls so from menu design because i love menu engineering again another element of psychology because coaching yeah. is psychology based um menu engineering is massive for me so looking at menu engineering and training them. So for me, it's, yes, I have the tools and the skills. I will apply it, but then I must teach you because I want you then to teach the people around you. And so that's, I want that circular economy within a business. There's no point me coming in and walking away with everything. I want to be able to come in, give you what it is you need, give you a taste and a sample, and then equip you with the, the skills and techniques to apply it and train and teach further on down the line. And so with this business, <clears throat> it's an expansion process. So we're coming right back to the foundations and we're slowly going to build. So over the next 12 months, we're going to strengthen up the foundations of the business and it's going mm. to be fully system orientated. Um, and it's be, it's accountability. Jesus Christ, it's huge accountability. Um, and that's kind of broad because I can't get into it too much. Uh, but the expansion plans, there are absolutely phenomenal. It's ridiculous. And then I have another client who uh, started off and I love this. I love the journey with this client. I, I They started off with a tuck shop. So three, three and a half years ago, they had a tuck shop. So if you think of a tuck shop, it is chocolate, crisps, drinks, uh, all bought in and uh, uh, open to the public with a coffee machine. So we've gone from a tuck shop. I came down, looked at it, saw the potential. And I suppose I'm a visionary. That's that's really my best gift is I'm a visionary. And I then find my integrators. And so my integrators are my clients who will put in place the visions that we create together because it's a collaboration. So on this business, it was a tuck shop where I saw the vision. I saw the potential. I married it with my client's vision because it's not about me. It's really important that it's not about me and about me trying to uh, redo the Two Dames Coffee Boutique because she was what she was and she's left there. So it's very important to get that message out because I get to know the individual. I get to know what it is they stand for. I get to know their expectations because if we can manage expectations, we're doing a lot better. And I get to understand their vision 
and uh, their ethos, which is really important. And then so we design together and we look at the bigger picture and we work backwards. And that's the key to success. If you know what the bigger picture is and then if you work that backwards, step by step, year by year, month by month, week by week, day by day, you then have a format and a plan of how to, to bring it to life. And so for her business, we went from the tuck shop to a gourmet takeaway sandwich bar to a gourmet cafe. We're now about to bring to life something that's four times the footprint um, that will be daytime, nighttime, that will be an experience um, and that will be uh, uh, fully focused on uh, Irish and um, and systems. So everything about the business is about the systems. And that's an incredibly uh, rewarding project <clears throat> to be a part of it from the first stage. And we're going we're on a lifelong journey together. Um, of expansion and growth uh, for all of the right reasons and there's potential of uh, growing our own behind the scenes and so that will come in over the next three to five years um who else i work a lot i mentor online quite a lot so i work with clients who are thinking about opening a business or who have opened a business and we're looking at their issues and their struggles we unpack them and we try and remove the personal and I catch people with their wording. So if somebody insults themselves, I take that then. We bring that to the side. We look at that. We understand that. Uh, mm. and, and we put back in place the truth. Because people tend to insult themselves because they're, they're within a group that allow it, encourage it, and their confidence is shot. And so we look at that, unpack that, and we rebuild the person. Then we come back to the business and we look at what the business needs. And mm. so if we can marry both together, then we can actually make sustainable growth because it's all about sustainable growth. And so it's going at steps and levels that are manageable. So working with a woman who's about to open up her own sushi kitchen. So it's so exciting. Uh, down in County Cork, actually. Um, and so that's another client. And she's an amazing woman and one hell of a journey. So it's been a year long process of mentoring her through all of the ups and downs because they're real, they're harsh, they're hard, uh, closed doors. There's been many closed doors um, and I feel that a closed door happens for a reason. So we've navigated around that space and something really phenomenal has come out of that. So it's yeah. been relaxed in that space when it's not going according to plan, knowing that it, it can get better, it will get better. Um, and I'm trying to think who else. Oh, my God. I've so many different clients and they're all at different stages within their businesses. So I come in from the beginning, the middle and the end, uh, which is uh, really phenomenal uh, how to rebuild the person. Um, I look at menus. I design menus remotely. So for for hotels, restaurants, bars, uh, I take their menus, pull them apart, put them back together again, look at their kitchens, do reviews of kitchens, uh, understand the equipment, the needs, do a needs analysis. Yeah, so it's very, very diverse. Can I ask a question? So I think any food business, maybe even every business, I'm not too sure, that went through the last three years of the pandemic has come out the other side very, very different. Mm. And the market is different. People's expectations are different. How we operate our business is different. There's a staffing crisis. Like all of the things that we are kind of aware of rather than, sorry, the answer to my question isn't the, th those things, but like, yeah. Are you identifying any major differences now in the approach that owners are needing to have in their businesses yes. compared to, let's say, three years ago? But yeah. what's, the, what's the most obvious thing that's that's popping up now? Because mm -hmm. I know I know plenty of people who are much busier. Yeah. It's not like as if, because there's a lot of closures, and I'm not trying to say that that doesn't exist, yeah. but there's also a lot of places that are a lot busier. Mm. And I'm glad you're... Know, 
dealing with that, you know. I'm glad you brought that up, Jack, because that is something that's not been spoken about. I mm. was very lucky to do a nationwide um, uh, tour in November um, and I got to talk to some really uh, interesting people who are in the fur food service industry, as in the, the likes of... Um, uh, food service companies that are are bringing in the the product and ingredients to the back door. They're the national brands that you would know of that are coming on their trucks on a daily basis. It has been like Christmas Day every day for the last twelve months, and mm -hmm. so I'm glad you brought that up because we're not talking about that. It is a really positive space out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great things happening, and there's mm -hmm. there's immense football for a lot of people, um, mm -hmm. but we tend to just focus on the negative and when we focus on the negative and it is one food business closing every day what that does to those businesses what mm. that does to them as individuals the fear is mm. absolutely grueling so to answer your question for me the biggest issue is mindset as yeah. in they're exhausted they're drained they're they their response so their immediate response is negative so if mm. a staff member doesn't doesn't turn up it's like oh, for fuck's sake jesus christ rather than god i hope they're doing okay uh yeah. what what can i do for them you know they've been great for the last eight to 12 months i'll just send them a message how can i help you how can i support you and and that's the thing that that to be in that space takes a lot of work and de personal development and so for me it's the exhaustion on every level that's what i'm seeing out there at the minute the business owners that have pivoted remarkably they're just wrecked how many times must you pivot before you have to take to the bed and recharge yourself yeah. because everyone is looking at you to be that person that leads and drives and creates beckon incomes for all of them in the community around them that's mm. tough. That's yeah. very tough. Mm. It is really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's exciting at the moment in general in the market that you think? Yeah, there's lots of new businesses popping up. It's phenomenal. So in a crisis, in a crash, in a recession, it's the best time to open a business. And the reasons for that are you have the income to put behind it to sustain and weather. And we're always looking for something new. So the new businesses that are coming along, they're, they're clever. They're clever. They have the systems. They have uh, the POS systems that are going to help drive their business. Um, they're not, they're trying not to be as emotionally involved. And that's a huge thing. So to run a business uh, takes many hats. But when you realize fully that if you are the business owner, you are not in the best position being the person on the coffee machine or being the person stuck in the kitchen because mm. we need you to delegate. We need you to run the business from different areas or else put the team in place that allow you to be that person in the kitchen. And mm. I think that's what's coming forward now. So from a sustainability point of view, that's absolutely massive. We're now marching towards businesses that wear their values on their hearts and sleeves that are completely open and honest about it. And customers, customers are walking with their feet. They're no longer accepting mediocre. They, they demand that sustainability and the environment are being reflected through your business. So even I'm working with the new business at the moment and the environment and sustainability is at the forefront of their plan of attack. And that is outstanding. So from each level of the business, because it trickles into every level. So even mm -hmm. going paperless, even going online. So so even from there's amazing opportunities out there. There's amazing people doing amazing things. So even from the HACCP point of view, even from um, menu management um, 
and uh, menu uh, uh, costings. There's online apps that people are now bringing into their business because people realize they cannot be all things to all people all of the time because that's what puts them in the gutter and drains them out. And so that's what I see. I see smarter approaches to business. It's phenomenal. It's very Mm. intelligent. Mm. And on the other side of that, then, what are the biggest challenges that we're facing with these closures that we're seeing? Why is it that that's happening? Um, There's lots of things. So, as I say, when a new business comes, they have minimum of six months um, uh, capital to run their business. And so for now, if we look at the businesses that have been established for years, they're the banks are drained. Their 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 uh, running capital is drained. Their 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 income on a daily basis is down. And so, what they can put back into the business is down. And so, that's an issue, isn't it? Being able to pump back into the business to reinvigorate the business yourself and your team to bring in that training, because we forgot we forgot that training is critical to running a business and to growing a business. And for mm. me. I can see it through the staffing issues. Staff are being taken on. They're not being trained. The The level of investment isn't there because nobody has time. And when we say we're too busy, it's actually that phrase in itself is actually based on stress. When I say I'm too busy, I don't actually mean that. I mean, I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed and I don't know where to begin or where to start. And so mm. that's a massive problem. And so the new businesses coming on, they're spending a week or two training the staff. They're getting them ready. They're going to spend the first two to three weeks going through all of the issues and then they're ready to rock and roll. Whereas the older businesses that have been there that are exhausted and they're exhausted for all the right reasons because they have put up the best fight of their goddamn lives to be open to today. Like they're phenomenal, hardcore people but they haven't been able to take a chance to rest. They haven't been able to take a chance to address the issues. They haven't been able to take a chance to work on themselves, their own personal development. That's what I see as the massive issues at the minute. Mm. And what about like survival strategies and that? Like, can you give us maybe three solid tips that somebody in that position could possibly do besides get a business code, obviously? Yes, of course. Uh, Absolutely. For me, pull back. Less is more. So know what your best sellers are and make them even better and run with them. And the creative streak of a business owner is massive, isn't it? And especially if they're chef trained, kitchen trained of some description, they're very passionate foodies. And what we need to do is ask them, just take a step back, do what you're doing well, do it brilliantly, take everything else off, take the distraction off, bring on a special. So my advice is between three and five things on a menu and then bring on the special, let your creativity come through in a special and then monitor the feedback from that special. Understand what five things on your menu are working really well. And menu engineering and psychology, there's a lot to that. You can have a lost leader if it bumps you up to buying a more um, uh, profitable dish. But uh, the, the point of the special is that your creativity comes in uh, where you can still have a bit of fun with your business and with your menu, but understand what your customer wants. Understand why they're coming into you and make it bloody brilliant. The more things you have on a menu, the more equipment you need, the more storage space you need, the more refrigeration and electricity you flipping well need. So pull it right back. That's my one of my biggest tips. Um, another thing 
tip wise. Oh yeah, POS system. Understand what's going on. Understand the insights. A business owner doesn't have to be on site 24-7. We tell ourselves, I have to be there. I have to be there. Be on site when your POS system tells you when your busiest times are and come in then, but get back into the office, get planning, understand what 2023 needs to look like. Look at different opportunities. Look, look at what they may look like and then unpack them, work them backwards, work an idea backwards to understand where you need to start, create the plan around it. Um, and a third thing, um, let me think, what would be my third piece of advice? Uh, yeah, costing. Jesus Christ. When I say this, this is an insult. This is not to insult anyone. The most amount of businesses that I see do not cost their menus. So they do not know what their margins are. Please, please, please pull back on your menu and price it. Price your menu. Know what it is you need to achieve in order to run your business. Work with your accountant. Ask your accountant to help you create that plan to understand what must come in the door just to cover your overheads. And then look at how and what kind of profit is needed and required to drive your business. And then look at your menu pricing to understand fully what's in that. And look at marketing PR. Jesus Christ, it's they're phenomenal as well. But that's Phenomenal advice. Uh, thanks, Tracy. Come here. You're after getting together with um, a couple of other food professionals to bring together um, the At The Pass campaign. And we haven't even talked about this. We're like 40 minutes mm. in. <laughs> and, <laughs> because everything you've said has just been so true. And it's been amazing to, to listen to you. But tell us, what is this campaign about? Um, what, what are your reasons for doing it? And what solutions yeah. do you hope we're going to achieve? And tell us about the support that it's going to offer people. Yeah, it's 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 huge. It's huge. It's huge. And firstly, I want to say, no matter at what stage you are in your hospitality business, I want you to sign up for either or both courses. And if you're thinking of opening up a business, I want you to sign up for both courses. I want you to know what's involved. I want you to know what the pitfalls are. And I want you to know what the solutions are. And so go to At The Pass and sign up for those. It's a workshop and a webinar. Okay, so at the pass, the reason it's here is because nobody wants to talk about how tough it is. Nobody is nobody has the language to talk about how tough it is. Uh, as negative as the space can be around it's one closure a day in Ireland, that's as far as it goes, that conversation. It doesn't go any further than that. And if I'm honest, I got really pissed off because it wasn't going any further than that. And I spoke to different people um, and different bodies and organizations and nobody wanted to bring something like this to life because they couldn't have the PR around it attached to their name. Mm. Get your head around that. Get your yeah. head around that. People are suffering. It is cruel. I suffered. I suffered. We went through my story. We went through my journey. I didn't have who I needed when I went through that. I had a mentor, but it wasn't a food business mentor back in that time. And the missing link was that food business mentor. And so for me to be able to bring all of that into this with Dr. Orla Byrne, Dr. Noel Murray, Dr. Orla Byrne is a, a lecturer in entrepreneurship, UCD, Smurfit College. Um, Dr. Noel Murray is the head of hotel and catering in Cork, and he's on other tourism European bodies as well. We knew that in order for people to be able to get back up, for, for in order for people to recharge themselves and their business, 
and also in order to help those people who have closed their business. So the two different stages, the business in operation and the business that has closed, we knew we had to stand apart from everyone else to bring this to life. Mm. And I hope I'm describing it well enough because no one is coming. No one is going to show up. And we said, fuck that. So Dr. Orla Byrne has spent 10 years researching the impact of closures on entrepreneurs. Mm. And I found that out through a journey. So I went on a journey with Orla during COVID uh, through LinkedIn. I signed up to this uh, review, kind of uh, a business review and psychological review of the impact of COVID on entrepreneurs. And if you've gotten to know a sense of me, you would know immediately I'm pressing. Yes, I'm your guinea pig. Let me into this. And so that's how I met Orla Byrne. We went on a journey for a year and on our last day it was recorded and it's been utilized for her research and her team of researchers to bring to life that information. But through that, I understood fully how much she was impassioned by the impact, negative impacts of closures on businesses. And when she realized how annoyed I was getting with my industry, that nobody was showing up for these businesses, she reached out, she said, Tracy, we have to do something about this. And then yeah. with Dr. Noel Murray, he said, this is insane. He's le- he's releasing people out into the industry. And he's like, we have to give them what they need. We have to be the difference. We have to make the difference. And so we created At The Pass with the fabulous Chris Towers. And it's really, it's a passionate project because nobody was showing up for them. Anyway, I'm you can tell this means the world to me. It's, it's a two... It, it it's there's two separate day long yeah. online webinars and they're focused specifically on people who are struggling in business is one day yeah. and the second day is people who are closing their business and what you're going to do is you're going to talk them through the process give them support yeah and help them with advice and basically that's strength in numbers that's my understanding of what it is um, and it's a primer it's yeah it's so the first one is um a webinar the reason being if you're struggling in business we don't want anyone around you to know we want you to remain anonymous because when you're in business it's too hard to let people in uh so if a business owner is struggling they're on an island they've burnt the boats they've burnt the bridges because it's one of the most isolating spaces to be in and so we've created a webinar so that it is fully private nobody knows that they're there um, and that's really, really important. And so it's managing changes and big decisions. So you're operating your business and you're in a space of, holy crap, what's next? Will I still continue? Should I should I not continue? What can I do differently? How can I look at my business? And it's that overwhelm. We want to deal with that overwhelm. So we're developing a, a changed uh, mindset. We're using useful ways to assess and change your business with a business coach. Um, so looking at business plans, understanding if we pull backwards, we look at the business, what it is we want to achieve, and then we'll realize how many other things we put on top of it that never needed to be there in the first place. So it's about pulling backwards a little, but from a business point of view, um, changing the public relations. So Ali Dunworth, Chris Towers, they're going to talk about the pure side of the business because when we're drained, the message we put out is reflected. And so what we want to do is we want to separate that to give you time. So we want you to be able to put out that message that actually makes a difference. Uh, yeah. So dealing with big, 
big decisions. So Declan DeLacy and Caroline Weedy, oh my God, we've people working on the financial point of it um, and the HR point of it. It's every aspect of the business that you could imagine. We have tapped into it. Uh, meeting change makers, so Dominique Kemp, Maria Flynn, Valley McKenney Farm, um, uh, the two are coming together on a board, a panel, and they're going to share their insights, their tools, their techniques, what it is that they do differently, how how they've gotten to where they are and, and, and the challenges that they've overcome, which is amazing because we need it to be relevant. We need them to know that there's people out there doing great things and that it is possible. We want to reinvigorate them as best as possible. Preparing your mind and body for change. Patrick McJoney is the author and a breathing coach. Absolutely amazing. And so it's about the whole um from the front door to the back door to the person to the individual to the mind to the the gut to the heart to breathing it's everything uh incorporating change and avoiding overwhelm like jesus christ what a powerful a webinar yeah a lot in it and um so people sign up at at the past.ie yeah and then um, five euros which is just minimal kind of contribution and if they can't make it on the day can they play it back uh, we're working on that. We're going to try and do that, but I can't guarantee it at the minute. Bringing something like this to life isn't easy. Orla Byrne and her husband have been phenomenal. Orla's had a research team working behind the scenes, bringing all this together. It's This is huge. We're myself, Orla, Noel, Chris, and 85% of the speakers are, are given our time for free. This is fully pro bono. There's, there's, I think there's three individuals that, that need payment and that's perfect. They're too important for us not to have them. And so our, we have funding, the Front Room in Kilkenny, KPP, Ballymaloo Foods. We have people that have given money. We've solopreneurs that have given money in order for us to bring this to life. We were not backed by anyone else. We're, we've recognition from the RAI, from Chef Network, um, and from um, uh, the Vintners Federation, we've recognition from them. But the, the people that have given us money to bring this to life are small businesses. It's, yeah. it, it'll break your heart. But the workshop then is for people who've closed their business. So managing the public narrative, wrapping up a business, saying goodbye and moving on, identifying skill sets and exploring the next career moves. That's massive. There is life after closure. And it's the lessons from the other, other side and how to bring them on. And so we have a couple of people who've closed their business who are coming on as on a panel, David Dunn from Knox Restaurant and myself, to talk about what the heck that means. So anyway, I hope that's enough information. And the five euro registration fee is <laughs> the reason that it's five euro is because if we don't put a nominal fee, you will not turn up. So if, if we take only five euros, we have a better chance of you showing up for yourself. So there's there's a reason for it. It's not because we need or want money, because you can tell that this is not about money. Yeah. No, this is a great combination of great people doing amazing stuff. Uh, so well done, well done. Thank you. Um, when it's really hard, I suppose, to kind of focus on something positive when business is so tough, I think you're doing a great thing. Mm. Um, how do you think we can encourage more people to work in the hospitality industry? Well, I think actually going back to Jack's description of Ballymaloo Cookery School and the point that it made such an impact is because it's not just sitting in a classroom you're getting that that full encompassing experience i think that's critical i think it's really important for us to live it to see it to understand it and so that work placement clever work placements 
and going out to the right environments, culture driven environments is critical. So mm. making sure that you're in spaces that are uh, nurturing, nourishing and that are, hold you accountable. So yeah. there are three really important things. Uh, because it's an amazing industry. We're, we're doing great things in this country. And I think, you know, with the pandemic and many people changing careers, a lot of people have fallen out of love really with the hospitality. But it's like mm. such a great space to be in for so many reasons as well, despite all the toughness. So, um, oh, yeah. 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 Hope, hope, hope that there's still a love for it there for people. You know? Unfortunately, a lot, a lot of the reasons for working in the hospitality business come from side effects mm. like benefits that kind of come on the on the side of it and the pandemic environment and hospitality a lot of those were taken away so suddenly you were kind of like the, the, the more difficult parts of the job remained and a lot of those kind of added benefits didn't um i think that'll come back around like i'm yeah. an i'm an example of someone who worked in hospitality before covid and now don't well i do t- i very much find what i do is, is has still hospitality it is still hospitality but um the Anyone I speak to who took a chance during COVID to maybe reassess things and took a different direction and 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 took a break or you know whatever, all speak really positively about the hospitality environment. Mm. Mm. So I don't I don't think it's in trouble in that way. I think it's just a little bit of a reset. You know? Yes, agreed, agreed. Mm. Educate, train, invest in people, and they'll invest in you. If you don't invest in them, they will not invest in you, and that's massive. And I think we've lost the art and the importance of that. If we get that back, then we can grow something really quite incredible again. Brilliant. Um, Tracy, I think we should uh, kind of wrap it up here. Everything you've said has been absolutely joyful to listen to. Actually, I have one last question. Yeah. If, you, if I was a genie with a magic lamp and I rubbed the magic lamp and, and a genie came out and he said, I'm not giving you three wishes, I'm only giving you one wish. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be oh my god to be in a position to help more people oh yeah lovely yeah yeah i love what i do yeah yeah that's that's lovely that that's it you don't want to expand on that a little bit more oh god sorry yeah fair play jolene um look at i i came i came i became the person i am today to ensure that people don't go through what i went through and that's massive. We touched the surface on it. There's so much more to it. The psychological impact of closing a business is absolutely phenomenal. And to be able to come back from it in a space that uh, that is is a lot better than what you went into it as uh, is what I really want to bring to life. So I get to work with people at all stages of their business. But right now, in this moment today, with what's going on in our industry, to think that at the past has come to life mates honestly it warms my heart there's a reason i went through what i went through beautiful thank you tracy thank you tracy thank you guys thank you so much tracy that was fascinating absolutely if you want to get in touch with tracy or if you want to find out a little bit more about what she does she's on tracydaily.com now we spell tracy a special way (laughs) it's t-r-a-c-i-e Tracy Daly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. That's been us for this week and we'll see you again in two weeks time. Yeah. This is the Neighbor Food Podcast. We're Jolene and Jack. Thank you for being a part of the show. Bye.